What's up, Wikimaniacs? Support for today's episode comes from True Classic. This brand new sponsor has the absolute best fitting t-shirts a man can buy. Finding the right t-shirt with a little bit of a dad bod is incredibly frustrating. Trust me, I know. Most t-shirts are either way too tight on your gut or look way too big and boxy. You're not in high school anymore, my guy, and it's time to upgrade. True Classic has already helped over 2 million men finally get a better fit at an affordable price. Our listeners get access to the best deal they offer. For a limited time only, you can get 25% off with the code reddit at trueclassic.com. Again, that's promo code reddit at trueclassic.com. What is up? Welcome to episode two of Reddit on Wiki. We are the only podcast where we research things exclusively through Reddit and Wikipedia. All right, coming at you with episode two. It's me, your host, Sean, and I'm here with two of uh, my newest, closest friends. Go ahead and introduce yourself from Let's Start a Cult podcast. We got... Oh, you got me, Josh, host oh, of the first What's episode. <laughs> And formerly of the Dumbfound Dead podcast, Filipino celebrity himself. I wouldn't hey. call myself a Filipino celebrity, but <laughs> it is me, the rejected episode zero. It is I, your boy, John. What's up, boys? How are y'all feeling? Shit. Good, good, good. I just found okay. out John's a celebrity, so now I'm I'm, I'm not a celebrity, o- damn it. <laughs> debating on whether I should ask him now. for uh, autograph or not. Hey, you're talking to, you're talking to Josh, who, who found his grift, and he's going to be, you know... <laughs> Doing some voiceovers for, for <laughs> Filipino shows now. The hey. next uh, white Canadian Filipino vlogger, Josh. Yes. That's true. I'll have to think of a good name for the channel, but uh, <laughs> I'll make it just a Filipino. Jo- you got it. You got yeah, it. Just put just Josh in, you know? Ooh, not bad. Ooh, That'd just be a Josh good podcast in. name. Why haven't I thought <laughs> yeah. of this? <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Shit. Shit. I guess this is Josh's last episode where yeah. he's leaving us to start just Josh. I have... I have two grifts now. Every episode, I'm going to learn a new grift. That's going to be my thing. (laughs) Well, what's up, guys? It's my turn to host this time. Like John and like Josh, I came prepared with a plan. But unlike them, I'm going no script because I don't know how to do that. Okay, so (laughs) for my topic today, we're going to go over kayfabe. All right, so if you're not a wrestling fan... We're going to go over what that is. And if you are a wrestling fan, uh, you can laugh with John and I as Josh is confused for like the next hour or so. You said okay, K-Fab? So. K-Fab? K-Fab? No, K-Fabe. 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 K-Fabe, my guy. Oh, God. I, okay, I have so. so many questions already, but continue. <laughs> All right. So before I get started on reading the, the entrance or the entrance, what the fuck am I saying? <laughs> the first paragraph on the Wikipedia page, John, I already know y- you know what this is. Josh, what do you think kayfabe means? All right, so you already have the hint that it has to do with wrestling. I mean, from what I know about wrestling, which is very little, all wrestlers have nicknames. So if I had to go on a like a guess, I would say it's maybe maybe a certain wrestler's nickname and he's famous or infamous for something that he did. Oh. Am I Interesting. Interesting. Am I warm? Am I <laughs> Am I cold? You're cold, I mean, my guy. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, technically, John, you I mean, can be a little bit right, though. Okay. Yeah, because a name could be. I mean, a name 
is and could be kayfabe. Okay. But kayfabe is a much more general term. All right, John, go ahead and say, I mean, if I open it up to you, you're just going to go ahead and spoil the, the whole episode, episode for no, me. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm uh, going to give you I mean, my, without, I'm not going to read the Wikipedia uh, Okay, term, perfect, perfect. But to me, like to, to simplify it for Josh, I guess you can kind of. Yeah, dumb it down. Boy, boy, it it kind of boil it down to it, it. Pretty, it's pretty much the mystique of the wrestling business, you know. Oh. So it's like if you've never really like heard of it, like outside, I, I, I've never really heard the word outside the wrestling world. But if you think about it, if you boil it down, it's pretty much like an actor or an actress truly living up to their character on and off the camera. That's kayfabe. Mm. Okay, kayfabe. All right. So now that we kind of have our guesses as to what kayfabe is, I'm gonna go ahead and read the Wikipedia page for kayfabe. All right, so in professional wrestling, kayfabe, also called work or worked as a noun, is the portrayal of staged events within the industry as, quote, real or, quote, true, specifically the portrayal of competition, rivalries, and relationships between participants as being genuine and not staged. The term kayfabe has evolved to also become a code word for sorts for maintaining this, quote, reality within direct or indirect presence of the general public. Okay, so in America, kayfabe is often seen as the suspension of disbelief that is used to create the non-wrestling aspects of promotions, such as feuds, angles, and gimmicks in a manner similar to other forms of fictional entertainment. In relative terms, a wrestler breaking kayfabe during a show would be likened to an actor breaking character on camera. Also, since wrestling is performed in front of a live audience whose interaction with the show is crucial to, his, to its success, kayfabe can be compared to the fourth wall in acting, since hardly any conventional fourth wall exists to begin with. In general, everything in a professional wrestling show is to some extent scripted or, quote, kayfabe even though at times it is portrayed as real life very cool so does does that make sense to you josh like how the term is used yeah i i think i i don't maybe by the end of the episode i'll be able to use it in a sentence <laughs> but <laughs> i do have a question that is oh, probably yeah, gonna shoot. be probably gonna be dumb i have a few questions but this is my main one so wrestling in like school is like real fighting. How did it become this kayfabe, fake wrestling in professional? Like, when did it? Why did it? Why is it different? Is it just like different sports all together? Yeah. So there's professional wrestling, which it always confused me because professional wrestling is like, you know, staged WWF stage, like yeah. so Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> well, that it, it's called professional. Okay. And then amateur wrestling. Is like actual collegiate wrestling, Olympics. wearing the singlet on the mat in the Olympics. Right. Like Greco-Roman is is uh, similar to collegiate, I guess, to amateur wrestling. But yeah, for some reason, I don't know the origins <laughs> of professional wrestling. But if it, it feels, I, I assume, I assume promoters did it because you can make more money when you can control what's happening in there right as opposed True. to straight competition yeah so a lot of wrestling back then is 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 mostly territorial so now that wwe what well, used to be w it used to be wwwf then turned wwf there was w. a lot of there, yeah there's a lot of regional 
aspects of it and and to the point like it's it was very regional and then i don't know if you know an athlete named do you know someone named brock lesnar i've heard of does them. that sound familiar to you okay yeah. so what he brock lesnar is is a is a crossover star so he's not only is he a, a wwe talent but he also fought for ufc as a wrestler and, and i guess like a pretty much as a, a fighter pretty much right yeah, used- mma is, is is mixed martial arts so he you know it's everything mm-hmm. wrestling yeah, yeah, kickboxing yeah. muay thai all of that so he started out as a collegiate wrestler mm-hmm then became a professional wrestler to make some money, then went to the NFL, didn't really make it, went back to WWE, then he did some Japanese wrestling, and then he did UFC. God damn. And then back to WWE, and now he's just hunting out in the woods somewhere. Yeah. Being a scary man. Okay. All right, so <laughs> so before I get more into kayfabe and more into some topics to talk about, I wanted to go over some wrestling terms, Okay. So kayfabe in general is everything that happens on camera or as part of the show, right? So there's kayfabe, and then like we said in the beginning, there's also shoot, yeah? So shoot is, you know, the opposite of kayfabe, all right? So there's kayfabe, and then there's shoot, and then another word for kayfabe is actually worked. So work, shoot, kayfabe. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Okay, so yeah, sh- so-, so shooting is... Shooting is wall? like, well, shooting is just uh, straight up being real. So, okay, I guess gotcha. not breaking the fourth wall. Shooting would be like uh, if you're in a wrestling match, and then let's say you break some guy leg. doesn't move. Yeah, some guy doesn't move a little wrong and hurts you. Mm. You might get pissed off and shoot, and then just start for real fighting somebody. Yeah, okay. which has happened. <laughs> and I don't, I don't want to yeah. confuse you any further. But what Sean just described, that's that's called a receipt. <laughs> Giving him a receipt back. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. When it pretty much when you when you do a shoot, you go into business for yourself. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So also another important term before we move forward is uh, baby face and heel. I know these terms. You know these terms? Go ahead, Josh. Okay. So the heel is like the bad guy of the quote unquote play or whatever you call wrestling, and then the baby face is like the person you're supposed to cheer for, I believe. Yes. Okay. Yes, exactly. Nailed it. So I'll I'll say this. What do you call it? This is what helped me picture wrestling and under still enjoy it as an adult. Is I picture professional wrestling kind of like like uh it's pretty much just a movie except instead of it's like an action musical type deal. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. it's live live performance and they're acting and uh, it's just fun. It's like an action movie but on Broadway okay. without singing. I mean, okay. sometimes actually involving singing. Oh, God. Yeah, exactly. So those are the wrestling terms that are going to be important going forward. We have babyface, we have heel, we have work, we have shoot. And then all of that works under the umbrella term kayfabe. Okay? I like it. So back in the day, in order to keep kayfabe, so the whole idea of kayfabe is to make wrestling fans believe and suspend reality to make them think professional wrestling is real while they're watching it, right? So in order back in the day, they took kayfabe super, super seriously. And I guess it helped because they didn't have social media or anything. But they they took it super seriously. If you were a baby face, you could only travel with baby faces. If you were a heel, you could only travel with heels, okay? 
So there's stories of like uh, baby faces getting gas at a gas station and the heels drive into the gas station. They notice the baby faces. They're not even allowed to pump gas at the same place. They have to go to another gas station across the street or further down the road to get gas because they can't be seen together. God damn. That's crazy. Exactly. I think it'd be funny if they took it a step further if they saw them getting gas, got out of their car, and started fake fighting with them. (laughs) And beat the shit. Yeah, exactly. But then kayfabe, though, I I think the kayfabe reason for that would be is that they're not getting fucking paid. You know what I'm saying? Right, Mm -hmm. right. You can always always find a way to make it a work. I was going to say, it would boost the next fight, though. So then you'd get paid more, maybe. Exactly, or like, you know, and that and that's what they kind of did in the attitude area. They they would mix real life with the kayfabe a little bit. There'd be fights in grocery stores, fights in hospitals, shit. best would be fights everywhere. So so other stories involving kayfabe. I'll, I'll go over some famous ones. There's a wrestling feud between a wrestler called Jerry the King Lawler versus a comedian named Andy Kaufman. So they had. A wrestling feud. John, you could correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if they actually had a match. I don't remember if they did. But this is like, this was like in the 70s. 70s, yeah. And they would go on shows like David Letterman and they would like get in each other's faces and make it seem like they really hated each other. And they took it so far that when Andy Kaufman died and Jerry Lawler was still wrestling, they interviewed Jerry Lawler about how he feels about Andy Kaufman. And he kept kayfabe even though Andy was dead. (laughs) Jesus. He said, I, I, you know, he was like, I'm sorry to hear that, but, you know, I didn't really like Andy that much. I hope when I die, they don't ask somebody that hates, hates me to how I feel about him. Cause I, I, I didn't like him then. I don't like him now. And you know, it is what it is. I was like, Oh shit. Holy shit. You know, do you think he was, yeah, you keep, Jerry do you think play. he was telling the truth to this day? He, he says he was damn, but you know, That's wrestling is such such a carny sport, you know what I mean? Like yeah. some people really take it to heart. Another huge kayfabe story, John on our Reddit on Wiki Twitter hinted at this one. It's called the curtain call. Mm-hmm. So I think in the 90s, there was the WWF, which is now known as WWE, and the WCW, right? They were rival companies. So... There's a group of wrestlers at the WWF that were all friends. They were called the Click. So behind the scenes, they were all friends, but on TV, they were enemies. So gotcha. they, when they were traveling and stuff, they weren't allowed to travel together. But when they were backstage and no cameras, no fans, they would be best friends. So on two of the wrestlers' night, two of the wrestlers, one wrestler named Kevin. What's his name? Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash. Diesel back then. And Diesel back then. Big Sexy, also known as Big Sexy. And then we had Scott Hall, then known as Razor Ramon. Wait, can I guess and, uh, who's the heel and who's the baby face? Oh, go for it. I want to guess Razor Ramon was the heel, and then the other guy was baby face. So at Diesel. the time, it was opposite. Diesel oh. was the heel, and then... Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, was the baby face. But, you know, most of Razor Ramon's run, I think he was a heel. I mean, Razor so sounds like the enemy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Razor Ramon hey, is, is, is a character that I liked as a kid, and now I don't know if he's problematic technically, because it was very much a white man named Scott Hall 
portraying uh, a Cuban. Cuban. <laughs> oh, no. <Yeah. laughs> Pretty much just being like a caricature of Scarface. Yeah. It's exactly oh, what it is. So it's kind of, I don't know what copying That's a... That's racist. Is that brown face? But I don't know. Maybe not right. <laughs> spray tan. Like really bad case of spray tan. Really bad spray tan. Okay, so but anyways, <laughs> those two guys were leaving the company to go to the rival WCW. So on their last night, it was Scott. It was, yeah, it was Kevin Nash versus Shawn Michaels in a cage match. Okay. Shawn Michaels was also in the clique and their group of friends. And he was a baby face and he was the world champion for WWF. Okay. So they finished their match. And then after the match, they hug each other, which is a big no no because one's a face and then one's right. a heel. And then to add even more confusion to that, or I think back then, maybe that could be seen as like a, you know, they just fought it out. They're hugging. That's okay. And then Scott Hall comes and he gives Shawn Michaels a hug. And then that's okay. That's, that's baby face, baby face. But then Triple H, another wrestler called Triple H comes in, who was a heel at the time and gives everybody a hug. And then they all hug. And then that's the big no, no. Cause Triple H you know, was a bad guy, had no relation to any of these guys. He was not as big as they were, like right. on the card. He wasn't like a main event guy. So it made zero sense for him to come out and hug. So that was called the curtain call because as soon as they all hugged and gave each other a little handshake thing, everybody started freaking out, right? Is this is this when and, people realized that it was scripted or had people known before that it was scripted? So people had known that it was scripted, but some people refused to believe mm. that it was scripted until this moment. And then this moment was like a huge, oh, they broke kayfabe. Like wrestlers in the <laughs> back were fucking pissed. They're like, oh, they're ruining the business. People aren't going to think it's real. And it got so bad that Triple H, the guy that the last guy to come in, was punished heavily. Oh, you're going to give him the wrestling term for that? Beat. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, Josh, it's another term. He would, when someone is being getting oh, in trouble yeah, yeah. like that, it's 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 it, the the term for it is getting buried. Oh, yeah. So he got so, buried so essentially, for a long time. Mm, yeah, he got buried for a long time. So right after that, there's a big tournament to like that's supposed to build like the next main event guy. Triple H was booked to win that tournament, mm. but since he did the curtain call and broke kayfabe. And it was such a big deal that everybody in the back, you know, pretty much had to redo it. And then they picked Stone Cold Steve Austin oh. to be the guy to win it. And then nice. that shot Stone Cold up. And then Triple H took many, many years to recover from his thing. He was the only one punished because at the time, like I said, Shawn Michaels, champion. There's nothing they could do there. And then the other two guys, that was their last night. Right. Nothing they could do there. So. That was a huge kayfabe breaking moment and a lot, uh, a time when a lot of people really freaked out and then really figured out that, you know, this thing isn't uh, real all the time. Yeah, I guess when it's not being thrown in your face, you can maybe convince yourself that it's real. But after that, it'd be pretty hard to... Pretty hard it. to go back. Yeah, yeah. People beating, their, beating each other up and then hugging it out. Like, it's hard to believe that any of it's real. It's like when... When I watch hockey, so my equivalent hockey is when they're playing a hard playoff match and then at the end they've lost but they're shaking hands like it's nothing and they're like chatting and I'm like, 
no, mm-hmm. beat them up. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't real. And, and it's funny because you mentioned that. And I know I mentioned, we kind of mentioned in the beginning that it, kayfabe is kind of more of a, a wrestling term, but you're right, Josh, you see that now in, in a lot of different sports. Like mm-hmm. back then in the 80s and the 90s, you'll never see Michael Jordan or Larry Bird giving a handshake to Magic Johnson, you know, because they were yeah, right they'll never dap up. Lakers and Boston or yeah, Lakers versus Celtics, they pretty much go damn kill each other. But now yeah, yeah. with like what Sean mentioned that the, the rise of social media and the transparency of these athletes, everyone's friends now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's crazy. Like, mm-hmm. it, so in a, in a way kayfabe on all other sports or other other stuff too it's it's pretty much it's broken as well yeah like in some ways i respect the disrespect you know like i i I enjoy it because it's like oh they're as passionate as i am about this Mm -hmm. so i could see why wrestling fans could get upset heated about it yeah yeah upset about (laughs) about this so i i understand and and there's there's this like running joke and the they're called they call it the iwc which is the internet wrestling community there's a running Mm. joke that's saying it's like a saying. They say like it's still real to us. Damn it! That's that's that pertains to kayfabe. <laughs> They're yeah, like uh, Whenever I edit this episode, <laughs> I'm gonna put a uh, I'm gonna put that clip in the the guy who's crying. It's still real to me. Damn it! Yeah. It's still real. <laughs> it's still real to me. Damn it! <laughs> I mean, but yeah. So not only is kayfabe in, not only does kayfabe encompass storylines and things like that. It, it also encompasses the things that happen inside the ring during the match. So kayfabe includes, you know, how to slam somebody without actually, you know, hurting them. How to, you know, dive off the top rope, you know. They look like they're getting hit, but really, you know, they're catching you. Mm. Things like that. So another way that they use kayfabe during the match that's not used so much in WWF or in another big company is called New Japan. They're a Japanese wrestling company is uh, something called Blade Jobs. So back in the day, and now it's coming back up with another company called All Elite Wrestling, but back in the day, wrestlers would hide small little razor blades in like their wrist tape or in their boot or maybe even like a little pocket in their trunks or underwear, whatever you want to call it. And if it called for it in the story of the match, they would, you know go away in a corner in a little bit, look like they're hurt, and kind of sneak the blade out of wherever it's hidden and then cut the top of their hairline uh, in order to have a huge cut and then blood. In wrestling, that's called getting color. So they thought, you know, cer- only certain emotions can be brought out of a match if there's color. Gotcha. So they would literally... For real, cut open their thing. As a kid, I always thought it was like blood packets or, you know, but they fucking just smash it. Yeah. But whenever I learned they were legit, like fucking slitting their. So if you see some like old wrestlers that are like, that were big into. Actually, m- maybe mostly any old wrestler, you could see that they have like little scars around their, Forehead, their yes. hairline. And yeah. then, uh, Rest in peace. There's a wrestler called New Jack who was in a lot of hardcore matches or, you know, matches that had a lot of weapons and crazy, no rules type weapons. of matches. Yeah, like oh, steel chairs or oh, kendo right. sticks wild, or tables. They used to do barbed wire wrapped a lot. And I think it was like shoot barbed wire, like real yep. barbed wire. That's not shit. Thumbtacks, you name it. it yeah, thumbtacks. His forehead was like, jack, like there was, it looked like. 
a whole nother texture on his yep. forehead. Oh my god! Because of all the all the blading and all the barbed wire and things like that. Yeah. So. If you want to, if you want to look up like examples of people who are still kind of around, there's Devon. <laughs> Josh said no. His, his Josh said no. It's pretty bad. <laughs> if you look, I don't know if Abdullah the Butcher is still alive, but his his is pretty bad too. Like it's yeah, it's insane. God damn. Yeah. Like, there, there are stories. So back in the '90s, for for you, Josh, and all the. I don't know what we're calling our fans, the Wikimaniacs. Uh, <laughs> what do you call it? Hey, that's a good one. <laughs> what you gonna do, brother? Hey, what you gonna do, brother? <laughs> All right, but Wikimania. Hey, they, bro, I like that. <laughs> we'll run with that shit. <laughs> we're back, episode two, baby. The origin. <laughs> but they would. There was a there was a wrestling call a uh, company called Extreme Championship Wrestling ECW where they ran pretty much exclusively nothing but these hardcore no-rules matches. And there are stories of guys, like, after matches being cut by barbed wire, being cut by the edges of the table, you know, cut by the chairs, you know. They would crazy glue their wounds shut. Jesus. In order to, you know, heal up and get in their car without getting blood all over their rentals. That's crazy. (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah. And I say rentals because... This was another crazy fact I learned about wrestling is they fucking drive like miles. They're like they drive. Like the WWE does not get like a private jet or like chauffeurs or anything. These guys are booking their own flights, mm-hmm. getting rental cars, driving to the stadiums, and then driving to the other towns to go to the next show. Still? And, like nonstop. And, and Still. To, and to, to add this that, day. Yeah, and to this day. And to add that as well, I don't know if AEW, I think AEW are, are full-time employees, but at least for I, for what I know, the wrestlers in WWE, they're all considered independent contractors. Oh, oh yeah. God. So they don't, the they don't have of sports. Like, those benefits, bro. It's Jesus. insane. That's so this is that kind of this kind of brings me uh, a perfect segue, maybe ruining it by calling it a segue. But <laughs> back in 1989, in order to avoid getting taxed for being an actual sport, Vince McMahon testified to the U.S. or to the New Jersey State Senate that wrestling was uh, a work that, you know, wrestling is not a real competitive sport. That way they can avoid you know, paying taxes on some of the states for athletic events and to avoid to the need to meet the requirement of having to employ medical professionals standing by. So in order to get by paying them as employees and paying medical staff to take care of them and paying taxes that regular sports have to take care of, Vince was just like, fuck it, kayfabe's dead. Uh, wrestling's not real, guys. Yeah, I ain't paying it's shit. A, yeah. It's a work. What a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm telling you, to this day, a lot of a lot of wrestling fans are just and this is this is sad, but they're just waiting for him to expire. Cause he's so I wanna say Sean, I don't know if you agree with me on this, but he's 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 just out of touch. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a, a huge fan with wrestling uh, or a huge thing with wrestling fans right now is that like Vince is just uh, he's kind of a crazy man. There's like stories that come like you could write a whole book on just like Vince McMahon's stories, like personal stories. He's a strange, strange individual. He likes ketchup on a steak. Uh, he'll is sorry do a bunch of weird shit. So, oh, go ahead. Is he the one that did the XFL? Yes. Yes. Okay. So yeah, he is pretty crazy. <laughs> He's a wild man. 
So what do you call it? Like uh, a bunch of wrestlers wanted to unionize and start like a union. That way they could be like, you know, paid correctly and mm -hmm. have benefits and health insurance and blah, blah, blah. And then I think Vince just ended up firing a bunch of them, at least firing <laughs> one of them as kind of just like a see what's going to happen type uh, of deal. And that, that was that, like that was recent. That was right? like that was like November last oh, year. I want to <laughs> say it was I want to say it was was it Zelina Vega? Yes. Okay. She's now back she's, with the yeah, company. She's back. But, but another she deleted she deleted all of her union tweets because she's just like, fuck it. I lost yeah. my job. I'm not gonna lose it again. Jesus. So and you, and you know how crazy this bastard is? And please, Vince McMahon, if you ever hear this, please don't sue us. We don't have any money. <laughs> but <laughs> we're not trying to defame you. It's just it's speaking a of money, fact. here's an ad. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Yeah. So pretty much another crazy thing is you know we mentioned that they're independent contractors, they're not really full time employees. So mm -hmm. you would think as an independent contractor, you can kind of venture out and let's say you want to start you want to start a Twitch account or you want to start a YouTube channel. But since Vince McMahon owns your right as that name because you are yeah. famous because of that name, you can't have a Twitch account that's paid. You can't have a cameo accounts and all that. You can't have a YouTube channel that's not approved by that company. So that's, that's why they were trying to unionize. Could you? Uh. Oh, and it, like an example of that would be like using their name. Maybe we didn't explain this. Oh, yeah. So a lot of wrestlers don't use their real life name. They'll use oh. a work name. Gotcha. So like uh, Hulk Hogan's real name. Terry Balea. Ain't Hulk Hogan. It's a Terry something. Yeah, it's Terry Balea. Exactly. Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> is... Steve, Steve Williams. It was Steve. Oh, Steve. Was it Steve Williams? Not Williams. Steve Williams. Yeah. He changed his name to Steve Austin because his first promotion that he went to already had a guy named Doctor Death Steve, Steve Williams. Williams. Right. So they made him change his name. Sean hmm. Michaels. But yeah. So a Michael lot of these. Michael Bottom. Like is yeah, Michael, Michael Hickenbottom like a marketable name? Not at all. <laughs> exactly. So they have like show like Showtime names. Right. Names for their character. Right. Yeah. But these names are property of. The WWF. So whenever they leave the company and they want to do something else, they can't use the name that they were famous under because the name is owned. Right. Yeah. So uh, that's why a lot of wrestlers either now wrestle by their name or they buy the rights to their name, mm -hmm. like Samoa Joe and AJ Styles. They're Samoa Joe and AJ Styles no matter where they go. Things like that. But a lot of times, you know, unless you're a big player, you don't really have the clout to try and keep your name. So they'll change your name. They'll make you famous. And then whenever they're done with you, good luck. Does The Rock own his name? I don't think The Rock technically owns The Rock. I don't actually. think so either. But everyone knows he's, he's The Rock. Yeah. But, I mean, he's beyond untouchable at this point. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah he gets... And he... he him and Vince are so buddy buddy because they've made each other so much money. Like, yeah. true. I'm sure he has no issues if he wanted to buy The Rock. Yeah. Vince would probably give it to him. I mean, he bought XFL from Vince, so. That's true. That's true. All right. Got so it, yeah. another way they've used kayfabe is taking real life stories and events and putting it into the story to make some of the most famous stories. An example of this would be wrestlers Matt Hardy, Edge, and Lita. So in the late 90s, Edge and Matt Hardy were huge rivals, and Lita was the manager of Matt Hardy. And not only was she his manager, but she was also like manager as in kayfabe manager. Like she would, they would walk together on screen and stuff. 
Right. So not only were they kayfabe like that, but in real life, shoot, they were dating. And they, was, they were dating for, I don't know the exact years, but pretty much late while, 90s yeah. to mid-2000s. Nice. So kind of towards the end of their relationship, things got rocky. And then she started to date his rival, but his kayfabe rival, but his shoot friend, a wrestler named Edge. Canadian, oh, so, by the way. I think I've heard of the Edge. Yeah, he's Canadian. Yeah, yeah. So you should he's know Canadian. So... <laughs> We all, we so, all know uh, each yeah. other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all, all, all the white Canadian guys know each other. Right? Yeah, he's That's my neighbor. Name. Yeah, Edge. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty much Edge and Lita start dating pretty much immediately after Matt and Lita break up. And then right around the same time, Matt got fired from the WWF, you know, because they just release people every now and then. He got fired and then... There was a whole real-life thing where in interviews he was trash-talking Lead and Edge. He was calling them both traitors and blah, blah, blah. They went behind his back and blah, blah, blah. Trash-talking the WWE now at that time. So that got so much traction in real life and that WWE hired him back and then put them immediately into a storyline mm. to actually fight each other, you know, I mean, it was kayfabe. They they realized they could make money off of it. Right. But, you know, they used that real-life situation to put into, like, six months of story and money-making and things like that. Jesus. I mean, I, I guess a good way to resolve your issue, but... <laughs> sort of, Well, I guess. I guess not really, because if you think, like, if you were to think if that they were really fighting, it would be a good way to maybe solve their issues, but they're actually rehearsing all the time together, right? So they're seeing each yeah. other so much that that would, yeah, definitely not be a good thing. Like imagine imagine your girlfriend or wife just starts dating someone and then you have to work with them every day for six months. Like that would right. be real shitty. Exactly. And it was a pretty long program too. I want to say it was about it was at least long. like four to six months, right? Shit. Uh, it has to be. And yeah. they were doing like, you know, WWF is known to, you know, drag things out and, you know, do it too many times. But they had tons of regular matches. They did cage matches. They did hardcore matches. They, I'm sure that by the end of it, they had earned each other's respect. And they were like, you know, we just made a fuck ton of money. It's cool. Jesus. Yeah. But uh, still, they found a way to take real life and make it into the storyline. Another huge thing that they did, similar Correct me if I'm wrong, but like we said at the beginning of the podcast, most of what we say is wrong. Like 2011, maybe? There was a wrestler named CM Punk. He was huge with, like, the internet fans because he was, you know, he was smaller. He was cool. He was tattooed. He came up from uh, what they call the indies. So, like, to casual fans, anything that's not WWE is the indies. So he was in like big indies like Ring of Honor and things like that. So he, people had watched his career, you know, throughout the indies and then come up and be a big time star in WWE. But right before his contract ended, he wasn't planning on on signing again because he was legitimately sick and tired of the company. And oh, then geez. his second to last night on TV, they said, hey, we're going to give you the microphone. You could just air your grievances, say whatever you want to say. And then, then the end of the show, he cut like a five-minute 
promo. A promo is when wrestlers just talk on the mic and, yeah. you know, say whatever they need to say. So he cut a, like a five-minute promo, which is now famously known as the pipe bomb. And he pretty much just, like, broke the fourth wall a bunch of times, was calling wrestlers their their real names. They were, he was saying how things work behind stage, you know, how bad it is and blah, blah, blah. And then that got so big that they they made him the biggest star they had. Jesus. Won the world championship, was on covers of everything, was on the cover of the video game, was their biggest guy. He fought in UFC, didn't he? And he bombed. Did. He was, he was terrible. <laughs> I was going to say, he got his ass kicked, is what I remember. He yeah. got his ass kicked. <laughs> shoot, shoot fighting CM Punk is not good at, but if it's a work, he can, he can sell a story. Yeah, he can. <laughs> well, I mean, good for him for airing his grievances and then making a fuck ton of money, but... Exactly. Hey, sneak, I mean, who? Oh, sneaking this who doesn't want to do in, that. By the way, Sean. Oh yeah, go I know, ahead. I know Jade is a uh, Jade from. She's a big listener of Dumbfounded, and she listens to a lot of shots and thoughts as well. So I know the fact that we're talking about CM Punk right now. She's probably getting excited. So hi, Jade. What's up, Jade? <laughs> How's it going? Why don't you listen to so, my podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Just, just kidding. Just soon, kidding. soon. So that is it for this first segment. And then when we, we're going to take a little break for some advertisement and maybe some uh, other stuff. Who knows? But when we come back, we'll go ahead and jump right into the Reddit section of my quote-unquote research. All right. So see you guys in a little bit. Do, 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 do. Hello, Meat Popsicles. Why don't you grab your multipass, a drink, and come sit with us? Let's pick each other's brain. We want you to be part of our intimate conversation about science fiction topics. Let's do this. Join us and let's talk about science fiction topics in books, movies, TV shows, and games. At Science Fiction Remnant, you are invited to listen in. Listen now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget your multipass. And we are back. What is up, Wikimaniacs? We have a name for you guys now. <laughs> So nice. what is up, guys? We're going to jump right into the Reddit section of uh, my episode. So what I did is I found some Reddit posts about kayfabe. So this one is from user Joker DeSilvia, and it's talking about wrestlers Orange Cassidy, Warhorse, War Horse, not Warhorse. Don't know what that is. Warhorse, Horse, Warhorse. Say that five times fast. Orange horse, Cassidy Warhorse. War Orange Cassidy Warhorse. Oh. No, war just Warhorse. War just Warhorse. 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 War war okay, sick. It's just me. All right. <laughs> so Orange Cassidy Warhorse, Samoa Joe, and the idea of authenticity in wrestling. All right. So I found this article, well, not article, but post on Reddit, and I thought it was pretty interesting. It's a good way of explaining how kayfabe is working in today's environment. Okay. So the concept of quote realism in modern wrestling has been a constant sticking point for a lot of fans. There's a lot of conflict between two general camps, the kind of Jim Cornette-esque camp that values realism and legitimacy in the presentation of uh, professional wrestling and believes that committing to a realistic, fight-like presentation and integrity of character and performer is key. And on the other side, you have the modern meta-wrestling fan who likes things like Chuck Taylor's Invisible Hand, DDT's comedic wrestling, and they see wrestling as a medium that has been revealed as fully faked 
choreographed, and they see no reason not to embrace the truth and lean into it for creative freedoms it allows, largely in the vein of comedy. So for the listeners and for Josh, if you don't know what Chuck Taylor's invisible hand grenade is, it is exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> this wrestler will pull an invisible grenade out of his pants, bite out the lid, throw it, and then everybody acts like it's a real grenade. <laughs> so it's uh, so it's rest- dumb. Wrestling's turned into uh, just like an improv team, basically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All, almost exactly. So there's like like uh like it said is there's two camps of wrestling fans, ones that want the hyper realistic and ones that want you know that are cool with the com- comedic side, and then. I would say a majority of fans, or at least the majority of modern fans, are somewhere in between. Mm. They like to mix the real stuff with the comedic stuff. And this article is pretty much just saying that the only way to make it work, and this is something that uh, those wrestlers that I mentioned earlier, the Tongue Twister, War Horse, Samoa Joe, and Orange Cassidy do, is they uh, go so fully into their character on camera and off camera that no matter what, it makes sense. So they have Orange Cassidy is a wrestler on uh, All Elite Wrestling. What his his whole gimmick? A gimmick is like their character or type of type thing like that. Mm-hmm. His whole gimmick is that he doesn't try. So oh. he's like really lazy. He'll have his Swap. hands in his pockets. <laughs> yeah. He'll walk around. He'll wrestle with sunglasses on. So his his whole thing is just being lazy and not trying, and then it it just works because. He's always that way unless you, like, fire him up. Like, you beat him up or you beat his friends up. Besides that, he'll always be, like, really lazy, you know? Okay. And the same thing with Samoa that. Joe. <laughs> yeah. He, he is humongous right now. He is a wrestler that I did not think would be huge. But he hits he is, with the millennials. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's hilarious. Love that guy. In, in wrestling, uh, the term is, is over. You're over when you're when the fans are super into you. It's called over. Oh, okay. so he's super over right now. But so pretty much the article is stating that wrestlers like Orange Cassidy, Warhorse, Samoa Joe, and they mentioned MGF, MJF, and Eddie Kingston Oof. as characters who are in and out of the ring. Their character, no matter what, they kind of bring the old school style of kayfabe, but also they do ridiculous comedic things sometimes as well. So like MJF, his whole character is being like a rich, a rich asshole. His <laughs> his catchphrase is "I'm better than you, and you know it." Yep. <laughs> nice. So his whole thing is he's that way no matter what. He'll be interviewed for you know talk radio, or he'll be interviewed you know if they travel, and he'll be interviewed for podcasts, and he will be his character. He doesn't turn it off, ever. We should have a monster. And someday. even at odd. Aud- yeah, even at autograph signings, kids will go up in his line, and then he'll fucking flick them off Flip in the off, picture. Yeah. <laughs> and so much to where dads will like try and fight him in line. Oh, Jesus. So I thought that was super interesting. And then another Reddit post I found. Here so, we go. Can, can I go off of that? Cause, go for it. Because you were stating like there's there's two side, like two camps, basically, and people are kind of in the middle. But I I almost appreciate the the polar opposites like i i if i was watching wrestling and i knew it was 100 percent real and these people were like beating the shit out of each other i would appreciate mm-hmm. that like that would be very entertaining to watch it probably wouldn't be as long and there would yeah. be as cool moves but it's like boxing or ufc you're watching people try and like 
prevent the other person from killing them. Like it's, it's entertaining in that, in that form. But then on the other stage, it's almost really entertaining to see where they could go if they just had a free reign of, Hey, use your imagination, improv, whatever the fuck you want. And then just see what ridiculous stuff they come up with. I think that would be super interesting to watch too. I mean, I'm probably alone in this. As you said, most people are kind of in the middle, but I think it'd be cool if they did like, like split it into two WWFs or whatever you're calling it. Uh, Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of like uh, WWF is kind of like seen as like the NBA of wrestling sort of, or the mm. NFL or the NHL, you know, it's like, Oh, professional wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. The major leagues. It is professional wrestling is WWE. Okay. But, but really there's a whole bunch of other companies that may not be as big with casuals, but offer, uh, different things, but it's, but they're still professional wrestling. (laughs) Yeah. So there's a company in Japan called DDT and they almost do exclusively nothing but comedy matches. Okay. And like weird stuff. They had a wrestler named Kota Ibushi. He wrestled a straight up blow up doll. And <laughs> it was like the blow up doll was like flipping him around. He was slamming the blow up doll. The blow up doll was picking him up and slamming him somehow. See, this shit they would kill on TikTok. It, it exactly. And, and, oh my God. There's this. Horrible, yeah, oh, that's he, he, the next grift. He's a terrible person from the allegations that were said but there's okay. this guy named joey ryan okay he's oh yeah a, i didn't mention him he's a, he's awful human being he's an mm. awful human being there's a lot of like not even a speculation at this point i, I don't know if it was no yeah it's all real he his his finishing move it's his finisher is, is what their like specialty move what they're known for his opponent literally grabs him by the dick okay and then he flexes he goes like oh he flexes on his dick and his opponent like sees his hands cramping right like it's just like oh my god his dick is so powerful and then he would just like move like this and then his opponent will flip and then it got so ridiculous to the point that there would be sometimes a train like that okay so it would be like one person joey ryan's junk and another person's gonna grab the other person from behind and it's like a human centipede of dick grabbing and everyone would flip in the same time Oh my people god! People love people. People love that shit. And, and that's hilarious. Well, it's <laughs> hilarious. But he's an asshole as a person. Oh, on yeah, another yeah. caveat, on a caveat of that, I know WWE is kind of seen as like the big powerhouse. But when they have like the live shows, your Monday Night Raws, your your NXT lives, your Friday Night Smackdowns, what people don't realize is that pre-pandemic there was a lot of house shows. House shows pretty much gave a lot of these wrestlers who are not really seen on TV at times. The free reign to get creative. That's right. when yeah, house shows are are not televised. They're not televised okay. at all. So they they're just like in your small. It's a smaller venue. It's probably like a a hall somewhere. Usually there's like fifteen thousand in a in a in a live event like a Monday night or a, a Friday night SmackDown. Right. This is probably like more intimate. About like you know five thousand to seven thousand people, give or take. Okay. Wrestlers tend to be more loose. Like they can try out. Uh, new moves they can try out different personalities there's been instances where like you can flip you can try like maybe you're a baby face on a regular show but this night you get to be a heel so that's when they get to experiment and get to try things out and it's it it gets pretty interesting but like to, to sean's point like there is a lot of different promotions out there that puts out products for everybody right yeah okay i would say right now the most 
the most like catering to every single kind of fan would be all elite wrestling. They started up like two years ago. Yep. They have, they have, you know, the American style storylines, you know, blading and crazy stuff and kind of like soap opera. But then they also have like the comedy stuff. And they also have kind of like Japanese style, which is like really hard hitting and things like that. And then they have the Mexican style. They have Lucha Libre. So that's probably the best company right now to watch just because they kind of cater to everybody at yep. certain points in the show. Okay. I can appreciate that. Good. All right. I got two more Reddit links. We'll try and go through them pretty quickly here. So this one is from Mellow Jr. This is what are some of the strangest kayfabe logic that we have just accepted? Okay, John, you could kind of put yourself in this. Uh, you can kind of give your own if you want, but I'll, I'll read some. This one is that um, wrestlers can do all types of flips, turns, and dives off the top rope and through the rope and out of the ring. But when they try to climb a ladder, it is the hardest thing <laughs> that has possibly ever existed. So if you watch professional wrestling, they have a thing called the ladder match, right? So the belt or whatever is hanging up from the ceiling and they have to climb a ladder to get it. Okay. So technically, you know, doesn't sound that difficult, but when they climb that ladder, boy, they are, Oh, I'm so hurt. Oh, it's so impossible. (laughs) And then five seconds later, they're doing double backflips off the top rope, jumping through the ring, slamming each other. But then when they got to climb the ladder again, they're like, Oh no. And it takes me five minutes. (laughs) So that's a huge thing. Another person wrote, that's kind of uh, like superhero movies. Sorry. Oh no 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 yeah go for when it. When they're like like they it's like right before the apex of the big fight and they're like healed over and like they have no strength left and then like five minutes later they're like doing flips and shit like exactly, <laughs> like Spider. Yeah. Yeah, I just watched exactly. Spider Man Far From Home and he was like kicked the shit out of and then he goes and just does <laughs> a bunch of flips and destroys all of the drones and it's no problem oh, yeah, for just, him. He just closes his eyes. Yeah. And fucking and goes ham. <laughs> Another one that says, and Josh, you'll like this one, that in theory, the WWE has no qualms with hiring the undead, supernatural <laughs> beings, a burned victim, and crazy cults to fight in a traveling circus and behave and and uh, respect the current rules of professional wrestling. <laughs> so they have cults. They have a wrestler. They have cults. Yeah. There's the Wyatt, a the Wyatt family. God. The Wyatt family is a cult. They have a cult called the Dark Order. Yep. They have a cult called the Acolytes. Yep. Oh my you know, goodness. They have a lot of they have a lot of shit, Josh. I think you would really like it. Maybe Even they I'll had do a Dark an Overlord. They had the Ministry of Darkness played by the Undertaker back in the nineties. So oh, who we're all supposed to believe is a straight up dead guy. Yeah. Just <laughs> walking around. Speaking of the Undertaker, and, we're talking about gimmicks and like kayfabe, okay? And this guy. And you, Josh, you said you mentioned that you kind of appreciate characters who are fully into themselves, right? Mm-hmm. And the Undertaker, I think to me, is like the classic, he's like the classic WWE guy. Every interview that he's done for probably the past 30 years, super by the book. He never goes out of character. But I think he's starting to see like the cultural shift on how kayfabe is like in, in, in the modern era now. Right. Now you, see, now you see him like going on like UFC events. Now you see him posting stuff on social media. But back then, like this guy would just, he was, he was like the most renowned. Old and, school. Yeah. Most old school person in that company. But like you said, times are changing and, and he's, he's starting to see that shift in, in the culture. Yeah. So. Well, good for him All for right. adjusting. Yeah. So I got one more Reddit link. 
This is from username Kaliwog. There's a new Twitter account that tweets nothing but excerpts from rot- erotic WWE fan fiction, and it is something. <laughs> so what I've done here is gone to that Twitter account. For research? Gone to their website, found the shortest erotic WWE fan fiction I could find, <laughs> and we're going to end the episode by us reading it together. Hell yeah. As hosts. So I've just sent it in our little chat on Discord. Okay. We'll just trade off paragraphs. I guess I'll go, and then John will go, and then Josh will go. And we'll just trade off paragraphs reading an erotic fan fiction. Okay? Are you guys ready? Let me Sounds just good. Let, me, let me just figure out how to open the chat. I have to, I have to <laughs> I agree to, to the contents within this website. <laughs> All right, Wikimaniacs. We are reading Cookies. Written by Eyes to the Underscore Sky. I'll start us off. The summary is arguing has it ad- has its advantages if the makeup sex is good. <laughs> Cena slash Orton smut. PWP. I don't know what that stands for, and I'm scared to find out. Oh, All scared. right, so I'll go ahead and start. Oh, you know it? No, no. I was going to say, I think John has to play John Cena just because he's John. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're, we're, we're going to be playing everything, brother. You better believe it. All okay. right, so I'll start, and then John will go, and then Josh will go, and we'll just switch it off paragraph by paragraph. All right, here we go. Sounds good. All right, try, try and make it as a, you know what? Do what you will. All right, so, <laughs> quote, no, MTV sucks. Randy whined as John turned on MTV. So? Randy. Randy. Oh, is it oh. me? or? <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> was, what's, what's the order? No, it's John, then Josh. Sorry. Okay. Damn it, Josh. You're right. good. I'm going to read this in a deep voice. Randy yeah, glared at his crude lover. Fine. <laughs> Randy stormed out of the bedroom, only to march back into getting John's face. But you're not getting any mom- you're, <laughs> shit. But you're not getting any of my cookies I'm baking. <laughs> John's face fell as Randy smirked, only to glare as John grinned again. So I'll have Adam bring me some more. Or something. Adam bring me some Betty Crocker. Jerk, Randy growled, storming off as John laughed, watching MTV. Bitch! John called loud enough for Randy to hear downstairs in the kitchen. Yes, I get to say the C word. Cunt! Randy yelled back. <laughs> Slut! John retaliated. You fucking cocksucking jackass motherfucker! <laughs> Randy yelled angrily as John snickered quietly. How he loved to get Randy in these moods. No, sorry. This is so wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is the uncomfort that I wanted. I love it. Um, No, sorry, Randy. You're the cocksucker. John called winching as he heard a pan drop. Oh, my God. Uh Uh-oh. He murmured, getting up as Randy came flying up the stairs, lunging himself towards John. Shit, John growled, catching him and slamming him on the bed. (laughs) Here we go. Now what, Randy? John taunted him with a smirk. Hey, do I got to read this next fucking part? You got to fucking read it, bro. Oh, my God. All right. Fuck me. (laughs) Randy, wait, no. I got to say this. Fuck me. Randy growled as he kissed John roughly on the mouth. I think I can do that. John murmured before tearing every article of clothing in his way. On your knees, cunt. (laughs) 
John growled as Randy quickly obeyed. John grabbed a condom and a tube of lube. Oh, he's thoughtful. Rolling on the condom and lubing himself before grabbing Randy's hips and Safe shoving sex it is roughly inside. <laughs> oh, God. I'm they're sweating, bro- guys. This is not they're, right. They're breaking kayfabe. <laughs> they're definitely breaking kayfabe. Dude. Oh, my God. Oh, I think I got the worst one, though. Randy threw his head back, letting out a growl mixed between pain and pleasure as John began slamming into him roughly over oh, and over again. <laughs> Harder. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Harder, Randy growled as John nibbled at his shoulder. <laughs> he grabbed Randy's shoulder for leverage as he ripped Randy back, pushing forward. You like that, huh, slut? John taunted, <laughs> stroking no. Randy as he growled, slamming back against John. I fear I've made a mistake. On episode two, I brought it, I brought it too far, guys. Here we go. Let's finish it off. It r- yes. Really. <laughs> Yeah, let's finish it off, really. <laughs> yes, he cried out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck <laughs> Randy. <laughs> Randy cried out as he came oh all over John's God. hand. John thrusted harder, growling as he too came, falling on top of Randy. <laughs> John grabbed the remote as an afterthought, flipping the TV off. <laughs> Now can I have some cookies? John asked with a smirk as Randy busted out laughing. What am I going to do with you, Johnny? Randy asked as he slid out of bed and headed towards the kitchen. John smirked as he leaned back and closed his eyes. And he got a good fuck and gets his cookies too. Life's good. End scene. What did we just read? What? Sean, oh, what the oh, fuck? man! <laughs> Expect fan fiction from that. <laughs> Just the end of every episode I do will include some sort of fan fiction, baby. Oh, Here we go. <laughs> I am so sweaty, and that's not because oh, I'm lusting right God. now, but it's because that was so uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, incredibly uncomfortable. Oh my god! Oh my I goodness. I pretty much picked the better- one with like the lowest amount of words. So this is like. Two thousand words. There are like novels on this website. Oh my! Like God. scary. Like seventy-one thousand words. Eleven chapters. I'm like Jesus Christ. What? Why? <laughs> like why? Why indeed? Is Josh? this what they why want the indeed? WWE to become? Is just a <laughs> sex fan? I don't know. I mean, they'd probably pay for that. To be honest, there's they there's they a have they have literally fan fiction for anything. So. That's true. I'm stop. Could, I'm, I'm stop watching. This is the last time I'm watching wrestling. Next <laughs> you're time never gonna see John Cena and Randy Orton the same again. Never, <laughs> never. What am I gonna do with you, Johnny? <laughs> <laughs> you got a good fuck and some cookies too. What an awful line to end with. Yeah, the, the line with the, like it was <laughs> masterfully crafted, and then just really shit the bed on the last paragraph there oh you got a God. good fucking cookies too life is good all right <laughs> with that being said I, it's probably better we end it off there i got some plugs i'll let you guys say some plugs as well my plug is for you guys to follow us on reddit on wiki on instagram and twitter also make sure to leave us uh, a rating and a review on apple Podcasts and Podchaser. And uh, yeah, besides that, you can follow my other podcast called Shots and Thoughts. We release same day, so you can get 
Double Decker every Monday. And uh, yeah, that's my only plugs for today. John, what do you got? Well, we still have like a, a backlog of the Dumbfound Dead. If you want to listen to that, by all means. But this is this is our new show now, so make sure to support us. Like like Sean mentioned, if you like, if you enjoy us, please leave us a review. Follow us on all the social media platforms. Most importantly, engage with us. You know, if you got any stories, you you have any suggestions that you want us to cover in a terrible way, maybe Sean can find another erotic fucking fan fiction <laughs> on this shit. Hit us up, man. We're on social media. We're on Twitter at. Reddit on Wiki. We're on Instagram, Reddit on Wiki. If you want to email us, Reddit on Wiki at gmail.com. That's all I got, boys. My only, uh, you, my only plug is uh, definitely go try Randy's cookies. They're worth, <laughs> oh, God. They're worth a lot, apparently. <laughs> They're kind of salty, right? Oh. You say salty. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> fuck oh, my me. God. <laughs> I can't say that anymore because it's like, fuck. No. Oh. John Cena just might. Yeah, you'll never see him coming, dude. Oh, Literally, yeah, can't, yeah. <laughs> can't see me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's my plug. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for this week on Reddit on Wiki. Go ahead and listen to episode one, three, zero, and all the meet the hosts. This is our launch date, so get all the episodes in that you can. We appreciate all the listens and the love. And uh, yeah, that's it for this week. We'll see you guys next week. Later. Peace. Canceled. Canceled. Canceled, definitely. <laughs> Episode two, it's I over, so. baby. <laughs>